When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoons on SEN. Ah, yes, indeed. A very good afternoon to you and welcome to Afternoons on SEN. Sam Hargraves with you. Wonderful to have you on board, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. I hope your Monday is going as well as it possibly can be, however you're putting it in, wherever you're putting it in. Thanks for putting in some time having a chat to me. one 736 736 the Werribee Kia open line number. Is that for Werribee Kia awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, Werribee Kia where else? And the look, the music, the intro may have changed. It is afternoons now, officially from this Monday. It is all the summer shows and fill-ins and replacements. But just because the music's changed, just because the title of the show has changed, the Dwayne Russell promise has not changed because it will be his everlasting legacy. As long as the doors and the lights are open, uh, doors are open, and lights are on at SEN. Midday Madness for Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packenham. Work where forever you work. The Midday Madness promise will live on. You call, you get on. Whatever you want to speak about in the world of sport. one 736 736 You can text in on the 40 Winks Temper text. 0433 The all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper a mattress like no other. We're going to get into some heroes and villains in just a moment. But just to set the scene on what is on the menu today, Barat Sunderason is going to join us after one o'clock. So heaps to speak about in the world of cricket. The debacle that happened down at GMHBA Stadium last night. Should they even have played? How did the pitch get as wet as it did? Yes, don't text in saying rain. I'm aware that the rain fell, the pitch got wet. But gee, surely we could have seen that coming uh, and, and maybe um, prevented it from getting so wet. Or it could just be one of those freak things that, Despite best efforts, despite those grounds, people doing everything they could with the equipment that they had, it was just too much for what we now have as covers, as rain conditions tend to be heavier and uh, and harder than they have been as weather conditions change. So do we need to invest, as Simon O'Donnell was saying this morning, into better covers? Uh, that's a conversation that we can have as well. So Barrett Sunder Racing will preview the first test as well. Get his thoughts on Josh Hazelwood and the interview that he did with Ben Horn about uh, pretty much declaring, as Mitch Stark has done and Pat Cummins has done, that there is no rotation policy anymore, that those in line to be test fast bowls will just have to wait until these guys are done. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Have a chat to Barrett Sunder Aysen. Uh, Ewan Porter, who is a former pro, Australian golf pro, uh, and now travels the world commentating, uh, has been commentating PGA, was here uh, walking the course for the uh, Australian PGA in the Australian Open. So much to talk about in the world of golf. Uh, John Rahm's deal to go to live um, at the top of the agenda for all things golf, but the golf ball rollback. Um, I was loving the tournament that I've just been watching over the last few days um, as well. Um, when we speak to Ewan, I'm really looking forward to getting his thoughts um, I'm really looking forward to getting his thoughts on the Grant Thornton Invitational. Uh, men's and women's players teamed up 
for three days of golf. It was a fantastic format, so we'll chat to him about that. Uh, Eliza Riley, the story that uh, she has broken today, reporting that Daisy Pierce, one of the greats of AFLW, one of the very best commentators in the game, uh, currently an assistant coach with Geelong, is set to be announced as the next coach of West Coast's AFLW program. And then Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix is a throwdown on Thursday. Uh, Mitch Creek opening up to the struggles that he'd had last week and then the response this week. Uh, he dropped over 30 against the Kings yesterday. So really looking forward to having a chat to one of Australia's best basketballers. Of course, we've got prizes up for grabs. So your calls, your texts for Midday Madness. I thought we would start off, uh, as I like to start off on a Monday, with heroes and villains. And then a hero comes along With the strength to carry on And you cast your fears aside Heroes and villains, who were the heroes of the weekend of sport? Who were the villains of the weekend in sport? Bit of fun uh, on your Monday, always a lot to talk about and is one of the most basic concepts in sport. Heroes and villains, who you cheer for, who you boo, who did the heroic act, who the not-so-heroic act. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. what were you loving and what were you not quite loving? Heroes and villains for your Monday afternoon. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Werribee Care open line. You can text in on the 40 Wings Temper Tech 0433 I'm going to give my first hero nomination uh, to the beautiful Evie for saying yes when I proposed to her on Friday. So big hero nomination to the beautiful Evie. I am the luckiest man in the world and uh, thank you, uh, sweetheart. I appreciate you saying yes. So hero nomination for the beautiful Evie. We'd probably give a hero nomination. I won't bore you with all the details. I know that uh, I'll get a couple of congratulations and a couple of who gives an app. I could not give a fat, fat rat's clacker uh, that you got engaged. So I'll leave it there. Should we give a hero nomination to all the kids who are getting their VCE results today, all the parents as well and teachers who got them through that year, who put up with them, I mean, supported them uh, through the last year. Well done to you all. Congratulations. If you didn't get the result you wanted, please know it's not the end of the world. It won't define you, your life or your worth. It might feel like it, but I promise it won't. Um, so if it didn't quite pan out the way you want, don't worry. It won't be the end of things and, and you will be okay, I promise you. And if it was what you wanted, congratulations. So hero nominations uh, for all those people as well. Right, to sport. Do we give a villain nomination to the GMHBA pitch? You can't do anything to change the weather. I suppose you can prepare for it. So maybe there's a little leg on the face of the team down there, but they would have done everything they could with what they had. So maybe there is a little bit of, gee, what, what, how did that all happen? Maybe you can point the finger to a point, but sometimes despite your best efforts, things just go wrong. It happens. So maybe we should cut them some slack. I'm just not quite sure how the umpires passed it fit to play. I know we want to get games away, and I know there was a crowd there that wanted to see a game, but... Are we better off just to say, look, this is not going to go anywhere uh, and and really we're risking the safety of players? Nick Maddinson was actually laughing about how the pitch was when at the toss they decided to bowl. I don't know if we've got the Nick Maddinson audio, but we'll get that in a minute. He was laughing about the pitch and they were laughing 
as the balls were bowled in those sort of six and a half overs before it was called off with just what it was doing and the erratic nature. I mean, it was sort of like taking one of those uh, wahoo balls down to the beach when there's sort of a bit of waves coming in and you skim them off the, the waves just rolling in off the breakers and you'd sort of take classic slips catches in the water. Although this was a game of BBL, not a game of let's try and take slips catches at the beach. So the decision to actually start the game, I thought probably worthy of a hero, a, a villain nomination. But I reckon... The biggest villain nomination is going to go to whoever thought it was still a good idea to let off the fireworks after the game was called off. Why? What were we celebrating there? Fireworks for New Year's Eve, or it could be river fire up in Brisbane. These tend to be um, significant, or these tend to be what we use to signify that something that we're celebrating. It could be Moomba. What were we celebrating last night with a game that was called off six and a, a six point five, um, six overs, five deliveries in? to a game. What on earth were we overjoyed about that we felt we need to mark the occasion with fireworks? That it was the, I couldn't understand why we were letting off fireworks after a game was called off. Uh, we will give a hero nomination though to, to whoever's idea it was to do the celebrity first ball. Now, yes, this is an American idea that happens in baseball where they get a celebrity to, to throw the uh, ceremonial first pitch, but I like it. Amy Shark, uh, I think Tim Minchin in Sydney, Joel Selwood, and there's people bagging the three um, bowlers um, to varying degrees for the varying levels of success they had with rolling the arm over. But I think that that's a villain nomination in and of itself because these aren't professional cricketers and neither, none of them did any worse than Steve Harmison in the first ball of the Ashes in Brisbane back in the day. If you remember that delivery, that's the worst we've ever seen. So, yes, Johnny Howard might have been, been feeling a little better about himself. But I reckon Steve Harmison's probably feeling a little bit better about himself, but he has no claim to be because as a professional cricketer, that's still the worst delivery I've ever seen. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, 0433 98 uh, 11 16. Your heroes and your villains. Mother's in Geelong. Very good friend of the show and very good friend of the station. G'day, Mars. Uh, yeah, Bryce McGain said the reason the fireworks were let off was to um, try to appease the crowd from throwing all the objects and rubbish onto the ground. Um, but he agreed with you, why are we having fireworks? And, um, um, you know, it, it's sad for the city of Geelong when they put on normally so good an exhibition. Um, you've had that much rain, you've got to feel sorry for the poor old curator also. Oh, 100%. I do feel sorry for the curator, Mars. It's a good point. I do feel sorry for the people that went and didn't get a game of cricket last night. But the right decision was made to call it off because it wasn't safe. And it wasn't safe to start it, let alone to continue it. And so I do feel... But I don't know if there's one player, Mars, one person that would have left last night going, well, we didn't get to see a game of cricket, but I did get to see some... Afternoons on SEN. On the West Coast Eagles official Twitter, Daisy for it in an, in an historic day for our club. Premiership captain and footy pioneer Daisy Pierce has been appointed 
our new senior coach. This is a huge appointment in AFLW and in football. Eliza Riley from Code Sports, who broke the story early today, is going to join us after 2 o'clock to chat about Daisy Pierce, one of the most influential driving forces in getting the AFLW established, one of the stars of the competition, a premiership captain as well, one of the best commentators and footy brains in the business and currently an assistant coach with Geelong's men's program will be the next AFLW coach for the West Coast Eagles. Congratulations uh, to Daisy Pierce and, of course, a big part of the SEN family. Uh, Midday Madness Promise lives on in Dwayne's absence. Nathan's in Gisborne with a hero and a villain nomination. Nath, hello. How are we going, mate? First off, congratulations on the engagement, mate. Thank you very much. I've just been called uh, the biggest tosser on SEN for mentioning it off the text, but thank you for your kind words, Nate. Nah, well, maybe that person's a toss himself. <laughs> um, just with this whole covers, I've got a hero and villain for you, but just with the covers, it's awesome it's going to regional, and that's probably the one issue we're going to find with going to regional place with the big bashes. GMHBA isn't a cricket stadium. It's got one drop-in pitch mm. for this BBL, but it's not an MCG, it's not a Wagger, it's not the Gabba that have got these... Uh, massive amounts of covers. So it's always going to be an issue they may face um, with not having the adequate amount of covers, possibly. Um, I don't know how you look at it. But taking to my villain, I'm going to go with this terrible weather. We've had Saturday... Yes. Out, no BBL. That was, in, that was in Adelaide. We've had last night. We've had weather... The Prime Minister's 11. That got, that got called off. The Prime, Minister, Prime Minister's 11 had a big storm go through and it's cold and rainy now, but to my hero, to all the people before Christmas in the mad rush, tradies, sales workers, Merry Christmas. It's a hectic couple of weeks here, so enjoy everyone. Uh, it's a great message, Nathan, and for giving that message, you've won uh, an Albert Park Mini Golf Family Pass uh, for the school holidays as well. So when you come down to Melbourne next, uh, you and the family can enjoy a round of mini golf at the Albert Park Mini Golf Facility, which is as good as any there is. Um, yeah, and the message in all that is just try and be kind to each other. Everybody's stressed at this time of the year. Everybody's racing around trying to get things done last minute. Everybody is just doing their best. And if we can all just be a little kind to each other, a little patient with each other, we'll all get through it a little bit easier. People helping people. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like the bloke who just texted me, calling me a tosser off the text. He must be going through a bit of a rough patch. And I'm thinking of you, mate. I'm sorry your day's not going too well. Uh, one 736 736 for Midday Madness. We're getting a couple of people texting in saying, and again, I don't have this verified, so we will check it out. But um, we've got a couple of people texting in to say that there might be a fire at the Kuyong Tennis Club. Uh, at the minute. Brett's saying that his brother just drove past and let him know. So we'll just check out any reports. Don't quote me on that, but we're getting some people, a couple of people texting in to say that. So we'll get some confirmation on what's actually uh, happening there. So just be careful if you are in there and we hope everyone's okay if that is indeed happening. Um, Pete's in Sunbury. G'day, Pete. you got a villain nomination for us. Hello, Pete. Yeah, hi, how are you? Good, mate. What have you got for me? Uh... I was, I've been on hold. I've, I've got the umpires as a villain, but they could have been a hero for playing the game, bowling from one end. Now, yeah, is, is, yeah, is that allowed, Pete? Is that I, I would have to check the rules to see, are you actually allowed to conduct a game of cricket only bowling from one end? Well, why not? They had the crowd there. You know, they had, it was only damaged at one end. Why not play the game? 
Well, clearly they thought it was unsafe to, to keep playing the game, but your belief was it was the main issue was just because it was from that one end. Yeah, well, that was the only. It, it was only when it was pitching in that area it was dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But the other end seemed to be okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would imagine that there'd be a reason why they couldn't. Pete, we just need to get to the bottom of, of what that is. But uh, thank you for the call, mate. Greatly appreciate it. We're just running close to the news. So Charlie in Ballarat's got a hero nomination for us before the news. G'day, Charlie. Charlie, you're on air, my friend. Hello. 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 You got a hero nomination for us. Yeah, I reckon um, the olden days cricketers look like pretty big heroes after what happened last night. Um you sort of hear a lot of people comparing to Don Bradman and could they compete with him these days, but I don't know if you think Kane Richardson's any quicker than Harold Larwood, you'd probably be kidding yourself. Um, are you saying that they would have kept playing back in the day in those conditions? Well, they've played, they played on uncovered wickets right the way throughout. I think sticky wickets was pretty much part of the game back then. Yeah, I, I reckon that they're... Well, look, we didn't have the speed gun back then, so we don't, I suppose, know how fast they were bowling. What we do know is that athletes are much bigger, fitter and stronger than they were then. So there might have been a couple of players who might have been expressed, but by and large, I'd say they're bowling quicker today and heavier today than they were back then, Charlie. But I would say that, you know, with what we know about concussions and what we've seen with, you know, ball striking people where we don't want them struck and just how bad that can be. And we've seen the very worst of that with, with, with Phil Hughes, sadly, that you just don't want to be putting players in a situation where their safety is in jeopardy, I reckon. Yeah, again, I'd be pretty surprised if Kane Richardson was more dangerous than anything they had back in the day. Well, I guess we'll never know, Charlie, but it's always a great conversation comparing eras. But I reckon at the moment, everybody erring on the side of caution where they can, um, especially... We're not wanting to run the risk of running into any legal ramifications as well as safety ramifications. But, mate, thank you for the call. We're hard up against the news. Andy from Terrelgan is going to have a chat to us on the other side. He's going to have a question for us all to ponder. Uh, but let's get into the newsroom. Oh, thank you very much, Amy Drew. Brilliantly done, as always. Uh, Werribee Kia Open Line is exactly that for Werribee Kia Awarded Prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, Werribee Kia where else? There's a lot of text coming through uh, on the 40 Winks Temper text for the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. Mark from Montrose saying, bowlers bowling way quicker back in the day compared to now. Um, 806 saying, no, Sam, if you think the modern-day bowlers are on average faster than in the past, apparently the, the older bowlers from back in the day are faster, according to a few texts coming in. Um, and then finishing off with, you really may be a tosser. So thanks very much. A couple of people telling me oh, I'm not the biggest. Oh, I'm the second. Uh, it's just kind. I suppose we can't win them all. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. So keep those just wonderful and warm uh, texts coming through on the 40 Winks Temper text. Andy from Terralgan, I always love when I see his name flash up on, on the call screen. He uh, rings up Andy and Gazy every Friday afternoon and asks them a great question, and he does me the pleasure of doing the same thing whenever I jump back on air. Uh, and he's called in again today. Andy, hello, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you this afternoon, mate? I'm very, very well. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm pretty good for this Monday afternoon. What have you got for me? Uh, before my question, I'd like to say something to you, Sam, and personally. Yeah. 
congratulations to you and Evie on your engagement. Thank you. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you both and your family. Uh, and same to you and your family. I hope you have a great Christmas and, and a safe uh, Christmas and New Year period, mate. Uh, what, what's your question for today? Okay, my question this afternoon is, see the other test series starts at on home service soil on Thursday. Name me the three of the best of the best test menus on Australia soil since 2000. Oh, the, the best test moments on Australian soil since when? 2000. Since 2000. Um... Oh, that means I can't put I can't put Warney's hat trick in. Um, I'll put Warney Warney's last test. Um, I think when he just ripped through England, uh, and no, actually, sorry, he's the seven hundredth wicket when he when he when he tore through England. Bold uh, was it um, uh, Strauss? Thank you. Around that's who I was thinking of. Around the legs and took off and. Uh, that was incredibly special. Um, I'd say 2003, Steve Waugh getting the century on the last day. I know that some people consider that a, a selfish moment, but if you take all that out of it and put yourself back watching the vision in that moment and what was going on at, at that time, that was a pretty special occasion. Um, and I reckon... Oh, geez, it's a great question, Andy. I'm going to leave so many incredible... There's... When Gilly in his second test, um, and I reckon it was Justin Langer, um, chased down the target that I think it was Pakistan had set um, in just his second test, which after he got booed in Brisbane for replacing Ian Healy, he then goes down um, to, to Hobart and, and helps win the test for Australia. He made 149 not out. Thank you, Link. Um, I, I reckon that's one of the great moments as well. But there could be a few more. I mean, geez... It wasn't a great moment, but it was an incredibly emotional moment. Australia's performance in Adelaide against India after the tragic death of Phil Hughes, who I just mentioned earlier. So there's there's some good ones there, Andy. It's a ripping question. Just to be able to pick three is very hard. What have you got? Okay, I've got three. Here we go. Michael Clark, 329 against India in at the SCG in 2012. Yes. Uh Number two, when Gilchrist got their fastest 100 in 2000 in one of the Ashes series at the Wacker. Yeah, that was a ripper in 06. And Peter Siddle got a hat-trick on his birthday. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? At the Gabba. Yeah, that was in uh, 2010. Thanks, Link. He's killing it at the back, Link. He's just... uh... We might have found a new calling for our man. Uh, if, 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 if Colo needs a break with the stats as he's calling uh, for SEN cricket, I reckon Link would be doing very nicely. Hey, that's a very, very good list, Andy, and I reckon we'll have some people who would love to jump in on this on the Werribee Kia open line or on the 40 Winks temper text. So the question again that Andy from Terrellgan's asking is, since 2000, your top three greatest test match memories – so if you wanted to chime in on that one, uh, please do so. Andy, another brilliant question, mate. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for taking my time, taking in my question, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas and everyone out there too. Uh, beautifully said, as always, Andy from Terralgan. Keep your calls coming in if you want to put some nominations in for what um, uh, Andy's question, Scotty Boland's uh, MCG Boxing Day Test Heroics, the six for seven, that's coming in. Uh, Gilly's ton in Perth. 
Um, keep those coming in thick and fast. I've still got some heroes and villain nominations as well. If you've got some, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is afternoons on SEN. Afternoons on SEN. Uh, if you're not interested in hearing live scores, uh, despite us being a sports station, I'm just going to give you a little warning. Put your earmuffs on because I'm just going to give you a quick NFL update. It's a big game. <laughs> Thank you, Rod. Eagles, who are 10-2 and two on the season, uh, taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who are 9-3 and three, uh, in Dallas. Dallas have got the first touchdown of the game. Uh, Dak Prescott to C.D. Lamb. Touchdown Dallas. They lead 7-0. Jalen Hurts uh, fumble. And it was recovered by Dallas. So Dallas get the ball back at their 21. Uh, Heroes and villains on your Monday afternoon. A lot of nominations coming in from Andy and Terralgan's, uh question about your top three uh, Australian test cricket moments since 2000. One of mine didn't qualify because Gilly and Langer... Um, Gilly's Heroics uh, in Hobart was 1999, so that's not going to qualify. So thank you to text that in. I've got a villain nomination, and I hate doing this because I love this player. As I love the whole Australian bowling quartet, um, I reckon that it is a great argument. It's an argument. It's not necessarily that they might, that they're better than, but could you make an argument that Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood and Lyon are the rival of McGrath, Lee, Gillespie and Warren? From a statistical standpoint... If you combine all four, they do stack up. So there is an argument. They don't win it for me. I would still go with McGrath, Lee, Gillespie and Warren if I had the pick, but they're in the argument. So there's, we've got to have a tremendous amount of respect for this group of four bowlers who have accomplished so much. But I'm going to give a villain nomination to Josh Hazelwood. The article by Ben Horn in the Herald Sun talking about Lance Morris and the emerging fast bowlers having to wait their turn. There'll be no free passes, etc. It seems like there's a little bit of revisionist history from Josh. And he said in the article, the next crop are going to have to wait like they did. And you've got to fight your way into the lineup. And there shouldn't be any blooding of youngsters into the lineup. This group, who are all into their 30s, the last thing we want is a mass retirement. So they've got that delicate balance now of maintaining this elite group that's achieved so much and delivered time and time again and planning for your future. But exactly how hard was it for Hazelwood and Stark to get into the test site? Did they have to bide their time, as he suggested in the article, saying unless they warrant being dropped, then they don't want a rotation policy, despite the fact that Hazelwood's broken down a few times over the last few years. He's missed games, still taking wickets when he played, still performing at the highest level. Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark have all said the same thing recently, that there's no rotation policy anymore. So I decided to crunch some numbers. And from what I can find and calculate, Josh Hazelwood, who debuted back in December of 2014 at the Gabba v India, Sheffield Shield matches he'd played, from my count, a total of 24, with 78 wickets, and he was 23 years of age. He played the six one-day international matches for 10 wickets. Peter Siddle actually got dropped after one bad test where he was crook during it, didn't perform, had been huge in the ashes before that. He'd had Peterson's measure and made him his bunny. But Siddle got dropped maybe a bit unfairly, for Hazelwood to get that opportunity. He played 24 matches for 78 wickets, 23 years old. Mitchell Stark debuted in 2011 versus New Zealand at the Gabba. At that stage, he played 15 Sheffield Shield matches for 40 wickets. He was 21 years old. He played two one-day internationals and got four wickets. He got his chance for injuries to Harris and Johnson at the time. 
Pat Cummins is not even in this calculation because he debuted in November 2011 versus South Africa as an 18-year-old. That was just his fourth first-class match, his first test. So he doesn't even come into this. So Lance Morris, by the way, has played 22 matches for WA, taken 74 wickets. He's 25 years old. So the comparison with Hazelwood's a pretty interesting one. The reason for the villain nomination, though, since when do players dictate selection policy for the team? Now, I'm a massive fan of all of these players. They will go down as greats of the game. But does that entitle you to tell up-and-coming players when they'll play and how long they'll have to wait to play and how the selectors will and won't implement a selection or a rotation policy, especially when you've suffered regular injuries and you've been always brought back in despite your replacements at times starring in your absence? So just remember, Richardson, Nisa, Boland, they've all come in and taken bulk wickets, five for six fers. It might be worth Andrew McDonald and George Bailey just having a little chat with not just Josh Hazelwood, but Mitch Stark said some similar things. Pat Cummins, yes, he's the captain, but he doesn't pick the side. Just to have a chat to everyone that, yes, you might be a veteran. Yes, you might be a great of the game. Yes, you might have delivered Ashes, World Test Championships, World Cups this year, and you've performed time and time again, but you don't pick the team. We do. So there's a little villain nomination. It pains me to do it because I love those guys. They are legitimately greats of Australian cricket. But I just just a couple of comments lately, and if you put that on top of what you may or may not think, Dave Warner trying to set his own schedule for retirement, whether you buy into that or not, just might be a timely reminder to say, thanks, guys, but we'll, we'll do the selection. You just get out there and play. Players play. Selectors select. Coaches coach. So a little villain nomination there um, for Josh Hayes would have you say on that one three hundred seven three six seven three six or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Uh mix uh, Darren's in Blackburn who wants to give a test memory. G'day, Daz. Yeah, how's it going? Good thanks, mate. Congratulations. Congratulations on the engagement, Sam. Fantastic news. <laughs> Thank you very don't much. Let any, don't let any of the naysayers ruin your moment, mate. No, he has texted well, me to apologize that man, and I appreciate that apology too. We all have a bad moment uh, and fire off, and I'm I'm guilty of that many times, shooting the mouth yeah, off before yeah. I've let the brain have its say. What have you got okay, for me, Daz? Um, apologies if, if they've already been said. I've dropped out for a while there. But um, um, just on regards to the old days and the sticky wickets, so they'd have the rain and the pitches were uncovered and then the sun come out and dry it out and the pitch became absolutely damn dangerous. And, and, and remember, there were no helmets or the protection they have back there. So they were some pretty wild days, I would mm. imagine. Yeah, I don't so, think we um, want to bring yeah, them back. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But... Uh, so I think three moments for me. I, one, one was touched on earlier. Warney 700, just amazing. Try and catch him. He just took yeah. off. It was absolutely incredible. Um, the miracle in Adelaide. Can never, never, ever forget that one. That was a ripper. England are racking up that massive score in the first innings. I'm watching it all this time. I just mean, ah, oh, <laughs> and, um, and then, and then to actually skiddle them cheaply and get the win was fantastic. And then the, uh, the Michael Clark three wickets in the last over in Sydney to win the Test match. Yeah, that's come through off the text uh, a few times. Darren, it's been a popular nomination. What a, what, a, what, what a performance that was. And I've got a special mention. I know it's not a Test moment, but for me, one of the favourite moments in cricket on these shores is uh, when Mitchell Stark bowled McCullum in the first over at the 2015 World Cup final. That was just massive. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Some great nominations there, Darren. Hey, you've got 18 holes of golf for you and a mate and a cart. 
uh, Club Mandalay. Get 18 holes of golf for two with drinks, a cart midweek for just 99 bucks. Visit Mandalay, clubmandalay.com.au. Stay on the line, Darren, and uh, Link will get your details. Have we got time, Rod, to get to Michael with a nomination? Excellent. Michael, your top three test memories since 2000, mate. <coughs> Michael, Hi, fire Sammy. away. Hello. How are you? Merry Christmas, mate. Thank you. To you as well. Hey, I've got a hero nomination and the answer for Andy's question. Yes. I want to give a hero nomination. I've seen you out of Werribee yesterday, Sammy. I love how the jockeys always throw their goggles to someone after they win a race. Yes. I reckon that's a good thing for the sport. It was great, wasn't it? I saw a couple of jockeys do that when I was, I was there for LadbrokesRacing.com yesterday. And, yeah, I noticed that myself, Michael. That's a great nomination. Well done to the jocks. Um, Andy's question. Um, I was there this day. I think it was a couple of years ago against South Africa when Warner made a double ton and he was, like, spent. And they were, like, bowling, you know, body line at him and that. Do you remember that innings of Warner at the end? CJ. Last year? Was it last year or the year before he made 200? Yeah, last year against uh, South Africa. Yeah, he was cramping up and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was Herculean. Uh, say what you want about Dave Warner, but that was an all-time great performance and, and it drew, and fair enough too, the comparisons with Dean Jones and what he went through getting that incredible century in India. Michael, we're running hard up against the break. If we've got time, we'll get your other two on the other side of it. So stay on the line and we'll get it after this.